Welcome to B-Roll Conversations. My name is Cyril Zuma and I am a photographer, videographer, and you guys know and you know for a fact, I keep saying this all the time, every time on B-Roll Conversations we bring amazing, amazing people and today is definitely no exception at all. As I've introduced myself, my name is Cyril Zuma. I am now going to give you a little bit introduction of who I'm actually talking to today. I am talking to a marketer. I am talking to a photographer. She is also a woman, by the way. And, and let me tell you something. She's a definitely an amazing photographer and an amazing flat lay photographer. We are in Joburg right now at the Color Space Studios. You guys all know about the studios. And she came all the way from Cape Town just for us. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Kalipa, how are you? I'm here. Oh my gosh, I'm in the studio. I feel like I am the coolest person on earth. You are. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for the invite. I had to fly all the way from Cape <laughs> to Joburg for this. Um, but how am I, man? I'm good. Tired because yes, marketing, content creation, photography takes up time, energy, space. So I'm tired, but I'm good. Okay, so now let's reel it back a little bit. You just mentioned quite a lot of things. You know, I definitely um, want to first say Happy Women's Month. Thank you. Yes, and I think this is really important. You know, you're here because we want to celebrate you. And I think you're one of the women photographers that has really grabbed my attention from a mile away. I remember like during 21 Day Photo Challenge. Yes. Yeah, and you were really, really like going hard at it. And you really grabbed my attention. So I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that, you know, everything worked out that you, you are here now for those who don't know who you are and what you do yeah um please tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself okay so three things that i do because yeah thinking about it who am i at the very essence of who i am i'm a creative and i express my creativity through three avenues so marketing is one thing that i do so i'm a marketing manager for a fintech company okay well, um, we're going to get back to what that involves, actually. I'm really curious about that. <laughs> yeah, hey, fintech. Like, look at this face of fintech. Gosh. But that's one thing that I do is my 95. And then I'm a content creator. And so I create content for brands. And that's written content. So whether it's blog posts or it's reviews, anything that requires me to type something, words. Sure. Yeah. I do that, video content, and then photo content. And then I'm a photographer, very well known for my flat lays. Yes, yes, actually, that's how I want to know. Yes, very well known for my flat lays. But every now and then I dabble in portraits, I'll dabble in some lifestyle, wildlife. But really, photography, it's flat lays for me. Hmm. You've mentioned so many things that I think so many people would be interested in. Before I even go back to any of the things you mentioned, mm. where were you born and like how was your childhood? I mean, yeah. I always ask creatives this because somehow I feel like there's always a little bit of element of creativity. My story is my mother used to buy me Kodak cameras and I used to play around with them. I used to be the only kid in the neighborhood. And so I think it like might have built on yes. over time. So where did you grow up and how was your childhood? Yeah, so I am from PE. I okay. still call it Port Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm no, I, I am one of those people who just don't recognize it. So yeah. I'm from PE. Um, I'm a middle child, so I have an older sister, younger sister. Okay. And yeah, man, growing up, so the age gap. So there's eight years between me and my older sister, mm. eight years between me and my younger sister. Mm. And growing up, you know, I had parents who really wanted to give us, you know, a wholesome childhood yeah. and really give us a life where... You know, if we needed to, you know, sports, cultural things, extramural activities, like they really tried their best to try to give that to us. Yeah. Me, I was never an academic, like maths, English, never. Primary school, high school was never my thing, but I really enjoyed 
the creative side of school. So whether it was the choir, whether it was acting in plays, oh, wow. whether it was dabbling in like art, for me, like that intrigued me more. Yeah. Um, yeah, middle child. I guess, you know, I never got into too much trouble. Of course, every now and then I do a little naughty yeah, thing yeah. in school. I, I think trouble. creatives are naughty, but they don't think yes. they're naughty. <laughs> Detention here and there, just, yeah. you know, to be a bit of a rebel. And yeah. I think that also helped me just be a bit different, you know, not only as a middle child with three girls, but at school be a bit different, you know, stay away from the academics and really pursue things that I just was passionate about, which happened to be creativity. And yeah, be that rebel, which... Here I am, a flatbed photographer <laughs> of all things in photography. So then would you say that you've always been a creative person? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've, it's always been about finding avenues to express my creativity. Yeah. Again, I am not a logical person. You're not going to find me building puzzles, yeah. trying to be very mechanical about things. That's not me. I love to paint. I love to draw. I love to sing. I can play the piano. Oh, so wow. I've always had that little creative streak about me. And it still sticks. Where do you think it actually like really clicked? I mean, you know, you mentioned now as a child, like, you know, it, it might have come from there. But when did it really click for you that this is a passion and something that you can actually do? Yeah. So primary school, I remember that we were having our grade seven play. And at the time, like we had been doing a lot of plays, but grade seven, final year, a friend of mine, she had the lead role in this play. What? The lead role? The lead role, or some lead role. But she had a lot of lines to say, but she couldn't make it to the practices. So I ended up being her, like, substitute. I'd go to the rehearsals, practice the lines, and then teach her what to do, what to say, where to stand. Okay. Eventually, the teacher was like, yo, you've been attending a lot of these rehearsals. I feel like you could... Jump in. You could jump in, yeah. yes. Yeah. Not take her place, but <laughs> take her place. Yeah. And so, yeah, friendship-wise, didn't really land well. But I got the part. I did the whole role. People loved me. Again, it was about just adding my own little sauce. Yeah. And at grade seven, I can't remember how old I was. But at that age, being able to be memorable in the play really was a thing where I was like, you know what? I have something special here when it comes to this creativity, plays, acting, just expressing myself in a creative way. And that really was the click for me. Hmm. Yeah. So where do you think that inspiration even comes from? Like, are you, do you think you're just born creatively? I mean, you mentioned in grade seven, I think and you know, some people are not cognizant of their talent at that time, but you were cognizant of it. Like, you, do you think you've always been just, where does that inspiration come from to be creative? Yeah, I think... There's two things, right? Like I definitely believe that we're all are born creative and logical. Okay. It just happens to be where, depending on how you grow up, and I'm saying this because I studied psychology, so forgive me if now it sounds like I'm becoming a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I believe that we're both creative and logical. It just happens to be, you know, the things where you, how you grow up, who you surround yourself with, and the environment that fosters either or. For me, the environment that I grew up in fostered more of my creativity. And so I tapped into that more and I realized I enjoy this more. Okay. It's not to say I can't be logical. Of course, one plus one equals two. I can sure. do that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have a passion or a joy for that. Creativity is where I shine because the environment I grew up in just fostered that for me. So then how do you actually land up in marketing? Like... I want to know how do you land up in marketing? Let's go back now. So you are in marketing for a fintech company, but you're also this creative person. Yes. How, do you, how do you get into that space and also be in the photography space? Yeah, so marketing. And very interestingly with me, so I never formally studied marketing. So for me, I studied psychology undergrad and did my post honors 
um, in industrial sociology. So mm-hmm. nothing to do with marketing. Yeah. If anything, I did a lot of content marketing, influencer like marketing in the age of, you know, Instagram, Tumblr okay. was around, okay. bloggers were big. Oh, that's, a, that's a while. That's a while. And okay. that's really where I kind of tapped into marketing, but never studied it formally. Yeah. How I landed up actually is, it, it's pretty wild. It really was just a, after I graduated from UCT honors, I needed a job. I saw this advert for a digital marketing internship. I applied, I sucked at the interview, I cried. I, 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 I promise you, I cried in front of the recruiter, my potential manager. It was, it was the worst interview of my life. And yet I got the job. Wow. And honestly, I think getting that job and having that reaffirmation from my marketing manager at the time saying, look, yes, it sucked for you, yeah. but I see your potential. Again, it came back to you. You have something about you. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's that creativity, right? It's just, this is a potential avenue for me to just express that creativity. And I ran with it. So that was me working in a SaaS um, tech company. FinTech also, I just happened to tap into that last year. Um, I think as creators, you'll know, we like a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> once in a while, just be like, ah, ah, let me once try this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like a challenge. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, yes, tech is cool. Let's try a different avenue. And so FinTech came up and of course in Cape Town, it is like a tech hub. What is FinTech? Hey, dog. So <laughs> <laughs> even I ask myself that question yeah. because you think FinTech, it's your big banks and the fact that you can yeah. bank online on your phone and it is all of those things, but it's so much more, right? It's also you having access to funds and credit. It's the fact that if you want to pay for something, you can do it very quickly online. Like that's a part of FinTech. So it really yeah. is about the technological things we're doing within the financial space. Okay. So, yeah, I hope I answered that question. You did, you, you, no, I, I hope you did for those. <laughs> okay, so now you do all these other things, right? So, you know, you're in the fintech, in fintech industry, but you, you know, you're doing marketing and you're also a photographer. You, yes. I mean, you're very much active on social media. You're active on LinkedIn. You're active in many different ways also. What does your day look like, you know, balancing the two out, right? Yes. And yeah, I'm asking this because I'm a full-time photographer and, you know, already I'm thinking that's quite a lot of work to do. So how do you balance the two and what does your day look like anyway? Yeah, so Monday to Friday, eight-ish to about five-ish. And I think the beauty of my job also, it's, it's very flexible. So it just speaks to the times of remote work, flexible hours where I'm in control of my work day. Yeah. Um, so if I want to start early, I'll start early and finish work early so that I can make time for the content and all of the photography I need to do. But really, day in my life, I am up by seven o'clock. Okay. Good old meditation because truly, 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 I believe in the way you begin your day from a mindset level will have a huge impact on just how the day goes and how you approach the day. So meditation is key for me. Coffee, please. <laughs> a strong cup a of coffee. A strong cup of coffee just to get my body like, hey, we need to work. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like eight o'clock, half past eight, open the laptop. It's a lot of admin. Um, is this now in, you know, in the marketing it's side? It's the marketing side. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is now speaking marketing. And my role really just entails a lot of content marketing. So writing blogs for our company. It's a lot of social media marketing and management. So just looking after our Facebook our LinkedIn and our Instagram accounts. Okay. It's email marketing. So if we need to send customers an email about something, I'll do that. There's comms. And really my day is just surrounded with that. <laughs> 
And then, of course, meetings in between. <laughs> sure, sure. And now, so where does the photography then come in? Yes. So <laughs> photography would come in, like, around the weekend if I'm doing, like, any brand work. If sure. there's anything also that maybe might be due, you know, during the week, then, of course, you know, laptops close at five and yeah. the MacBook is open and it's okay. time to start editing. Yeah. Um, but I'm very strategic around my photography work as well. I'll never take on too much, bearing in mind that at the end of the day, I have a nine to five. So I need to have that balance. Sure. So I'm very mindful of what type of work I'll take on. Luckily, with flat days, what I enjoy is that it's very product based. Okay. One. It's all about me creating all of these photos at home. So in a very controlled environment, which means I can take very quickly to take these photos. Okay. So that also really greatly impacts just how much time I can give to photography. So if, for example, I have a set of photos to take for a brand um, and they need it by Friday, I mean, gosh, I can get started on the Monday. Wednesday, I'm done. I'm looking at editing. I'll sleep, just look over it. And then by like Thursday, I'm like, hey, here are your photos. Are you happy? If you are, great. If you're not, let's chat about edits. And yeah, so that's like photography. Content, of course, you know, the videos that you need to make, the blog. Yeah, so basically just creating that content and just being mindful of not taking on too much. Because I think, yeah, in the creative industry, it's quite easy to want to just say yes to a lot of clients, yes to a lot of requests, and not, you know, give yourself enough time to go, your editing a set of images does take X amount of time. If you're saying yes to one of these clients, you know, that's going to be X amount of days. I'm very mindful of that together with a nine to five. So... It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of being mindful, but really, I like my wholesome days. It really is nine to five. Once the laptop is closed, MacBook is open for editing. Luckily, I have a partner who cooks for me, so food is sorted. You know, breakfast. Well done to you, partner. Is <laughs> sorted there, and really, like yeah, it's a lot of written content, photo, but it's things that I love, and it never really feels like a chore, which is really what I enjoy about being a creative in this industry yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned like you do marketing and you do you know content creation and also photography. I actually just want to sit back and ask, what type of photography do you do? Now, I know you do flat lay photography, but what is flat lay photography in general? So in a nutshell, flat lay photography is an image of carefully placed objects on a surface. Okay, so a surface like this. A surface like this. Do you typically use something like this? White? So I typically use, you know, so yes, I have a white flat lay board. Sure. But I'm very open to also using other surfaces depending on what is the brief or what I'm actually just trying to share in the flat lay. Okay. But in essence, carefully placed objects on a surface and you're taking the photo from one angle, which is from above, top down. And Do you use a tripod for this? No, I am handheld. So you want to climb on a ladder? <laughs> so, and gosh, if you were to see a BTS, it's sometimes, you know, I am over like this. <laughs> I am doing this. And okay. also the challenge there is because I use a Canon 4000D, no flip out screen, uh, it really sometimes, it, it's been such a challenge. Great and also bad because... Sometimes mm. I'm in frame, sometimes mm. I'm out of frame. The bit of the guessing game I've had to do has been an interesting thing around flat lace for me. But I think that thrill, man, of just, I am using a beginner camera. I'm really pushing myself and the camera to really get this top-down angle. Um, yeah, that is flat lace, really. <laughs> That's actually very interesting. I mean, I don't know many flat lay photographers. Mm. And 
but we see a lot of flat lay photos. Yes. Um, and you know, like I, I've always seen just in our stock photo platform, yes. uh, color space, we always need flat lay photos and there's not so many, but it's such an interesting angle, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, most photographers are portrait photographers, yeah. but you chose to go um, via the flat lay route. Mm -hmm. Is that how you got involved with the Canon community? Um, in do, doing flat lay, how did how did that come about? Because you know you, you I mean I believe you are up from Cape Town and and you in Joburg now, and you know there is a Canon Day coming up or Photography Day coming up, and you with Canon. So how did that even happen? So what happened with Canon is so first of all the very first camera I actually touched was a Canon. It was a bridge camera, SX fifty HS. Don 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 don. Very first camera I touched when I came to Cape Town to study, and. At the time, I was that I want to document my experience here in Cape Town. So photograph people at food markets. Okay. You know, let's go to the aquarium and photograph the fish. Just really capture me experiencing Cape Town through my own eyes and yeah. through this lens that I have. Obviously, that meant, you know, tapping into portraits. And I managed to take a photo of a friend at the time, which I then submitted for a competition that Canon was having for their roadshow. It was a portraiture competition. Was this an online competition? So the event, the roadshow was physical. Submissions, yes, were online. And so okay. I submitted. Ended up being a top five, top 25 finalist in the Western Cape. Now that was, I think, in 2018. So for me, it, it was such a, oh my word, yeah. moment. Because in the whole of the Western Cape, against other photographers who probably have 10 times better gear than me, yeah. I submitted a photo with a bridge camera of all things. Oh, sure. And I made top 25. Yeah. Canon saw my photo and they were like, yes, girl. That's amazing, actually. To make top 25 and just, you know, in a, in a, in a province on its own. That's, exactly. that's pretty huge, yeah. And I haven't studied photography either. So it really was just my eye. Yeah. So that was me with portraits. However, flat lays came about when, you know, again, you see these photos everywhere at the time, influencers, Tumblr, like you see it everywhere on like these social media platforms, but information around it just wasn't available. Yeah. And I became quite intrigued with this angle of, you know, it's not eye level, it's not human level, it's yeah. not like food photography or looking 45 yeah. degrees. Yeah. It really is this top-down thing. We, we don't look at the world yeah. like this, <laughs> like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And yet there's so many photos that have this angle. And so really I tapped into trying just to get information around flat maze. That was around yeah, 2015, 2016, and I just kept going with flat maze. Yeah. Eventually, and this was really last year, um, Canon Yard reached out and they were like, yo, we have this community called Canon Collective SA, which really was born out of lockdown, right? Where people are at home, we don't know what to do. How can we create a sense of community around people? And so Canon Collective was that route for people to do that. Learn about photography at home through this portal, through our Facebook page called Canon Collective. Is it, are you submitting photos on this platform Exactly, now? yeah. Okay. People like upload, you join the group and people are uploading photos. Wildlife, portraits, babies, oh, anything. That sounds exciting. And so they were like, yo, you do this interesting thing called flat lays, which we've never really seen. Yeah. How would you feel about actually just doing an episode where you teach people about flat lays? And I was like, Yes, yes, please, yes. <laughs> because I think, and it's important for me to say, I am not, you know, wanting to be the top. I mean, of course, I want to be the top flat lay photographer in the country. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yes, yeah. but I, I, I'm not like chasing to do magazine covers. I'm not chasing to take photos of famous people. Like for me with flat lays, I want to empower people to be able to take photos 
in this angle. Like you see it everywhere. I want to create information and empower people with knowledge on yeah. how to do it. So you can do it on your own so that brands can reach out to you, right? Like yeah. I don't want to be at the top by myself with flat things. Yeah. I want more of us. So that's my goal with flat lays. And I guess Helen was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to the flat lay photography, right? Mm -hmm. I remember during the 21 day photo challenge, which was lockdown, I think yes. 2020, was it 2020? 2020. And Look, I knew about Fledley photography, but I think now I was even more aware of Fledley photography because um, of just the work that you did and the things that you did. So really amazing. I think you do amazing Fledley photography and I think you really should carry on doing it and teach more people Fledley photography. Um, all of us are like, literally when you pick up a camera, as you say, we literally look at it from yes. the eye point of view, like this is how we take photos. But now when you literally flip the script and you're looking at everything this way, poses a different challenge. So mm -hmm. really big ups to you, Annette, and just working with Canon generally, I think that's truly amazing. Um, what learnings would you say you have taken um, from the photography on the creative industry so far um, while you've been a marketer and a creative and a photographer too? Yeah, same time? definitely. And I, I know it's cliche to say, but like knowing your niche or knowing what you want to do within photography, like, okay, you want to be a portrait photographer. Take it one step further. What type of portraits do you want to take? Yeah. Black and white? Yeah. Or do you want to have one color in all of your portraits? Or do you want to only be a 50 millimeter portrait? Like take it one step further because I think we always say portraits or street or fashion is saturated. Yeah, and yes, yes, it is. But you can still stand out in a saturated market. Exactly. Marketing teaches me that. Like there's so many marketers, there's so many products out there. How do you stand out, right? So I think take it one step further whenever you decide what niche you want to be in. So that's one learning I've learned. I think another learning is, and it's it's still a learning for me, is really push your gear and yourself. I get it, you know, like brands are always launching really cool gear. Every like three months or yes, something. Yes, yeah. you know, if Apple is doing it, then, you know, your Canons and Sonys and everybody else is doing it. And it's like you want to upgrade. And of course, I also want to upgrade. But the beauty that I found in just sticking to my beginner 4000D and really pushing myself is... I've learned now, manual, these are my settings. I've learned that with flat lays, aperture priority, just keep it that way. Shoot particular settings, you know, keep my f-stop really high for everything to be crisp. These are the reasons why I know that there are certain limitations with the 4000D that of course the 5D would be able to deliver. But really push yourself and push your gear before you decide to think, okay, cool, let's upgrade. Like yeah. It's cool, yeah. but like really push yourself. I think I've enjoyed being able to just put my 4000D to its paces. So that's another learning for me. And find your style. Like find the thing that will make you unique. How do you find your style? It's a lot of pushing yourself, pushing the gear, and also taking the time to just reevaluate like your edits. Like go back. Yeah. You've submitted these photos, whether it's for a client or for yourself. But always go back and go like, yes, okay, this was a dope photo. Yeah. Why do you think it was a dope photo? Yeah. Right? Like actually answer those questions Have for I yourself. Improved Have you improved? Like okay. go back to the photos you took six months, three months ago. Yeah. What's the difference? What would you change? Like yeah. continually push yourself and continually go, okay, cool. What would I make better? How would I be able to make this photo unique? Yeah. I think doing that really is another learning I find in photography that just makes you stay in the game. It stays creative, yeah, for yourself.
You've definitely mentioned three important things on there. Like I really, I'm taking them in myself yeah. and I'll definitely take them. I think we, one, the second thing, we're too quick to push our equipment too. Like we want to buy equipment quickly because this one does this and other one does that. But really, I, I really advocate for that, pushing your equipment to the limit. I think I also, I can't remember what camera I used for a very long time before I even got a new camera. I could afford one, but yeah. you know what? Just because you want to learn the settings of the camera, so it's really important. Um, let's talk about what is it like being a woman for photographer in South Africa right now? We are not seen. <laughs> and I say that yes with a bit of pinch and salt because I see that there are definitely female photographers who are out there. Black milk, honey, I see you doing the most. She's doing such a oh, She's also, doing yeah. amazing work. And I just go, I want more, right? I, it's Women's Month. It's great that there are women in tech events, women in business events. I would love to just see like a woman in creative arts event that just celebrates female and women photographers because I think that's just lacking in general. Celebration of people who are in the arts in this country, particularly women. So uh, to all my ladies out there watching, listening, like please, first of all, don't give up. Like these things take time. Yeah. I would have never thought Canon would come knocking and saying, hi, let's do something together. But that came six years after I picked up a camera for the very first time in my life. So it takes time. Of course, these things take time. Yeah. It doesn't have to take 10,000 hours. Like I get that is a saying <laughs> that it takes 10,000 hours yeah. to become a master, but sometimes it, it doesn't take that long and that's, that's fine. Embrace your journey. I think is another thing that I would encourage female photographers, women photographers to do is, yes, it's tough. We understand it's a male dominated industry. We see you gents, yes, doing the things. We see you, sir, on the red carpet photographing some of these top celebs. Not to, we want a piece of the pie. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. And I think we will get there. But for one, collaboration. I love that we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Because this is so needed in our industry, whether it is across the types of photography or wildlife and you or whether it is you and me as a man and a woman like we need this collaboration in mm -hmm. this industry so more of this I think is another thing that female photographers women photographers need to do um, and also just have fun right it's not always about having to bag certain clients or yes, being recognized like yeah. at the end of the day enjoy the craft like for me again i am not chasing to photograph someone on time magazine glamour no for me it's about empowering other people to be able to take a flat leg that's my joy find your joy ladies and just run with it and i promise all these other lovely things will come to you so Kalipa, you mentioned like what photographers or women photographers in general can do, like having fun, you know, sticking it out also. Um, what can brands do to actually get involved? Because I think it's important for the brands to know what to do also. I know that there's a lot of women photographers, generally myself, but what can brands do to get you guys in the scene? I mean, you know, I'm also tired of seeing the same guys that want to fight with me in the pit and want to act like they bosses in the pit. But what, you know, we need a softer touch in the industry. We need a different perspective in the industry what can brands do to tap into that perspective in uh, perspective rather from women yeah so i think you know for brands it's time to just not be afraid to shake it up you know i think for a very long time and like you said we've been seeing the same faces and i get it it's reliability you've worked with them before so you can trust them that's totally understandable but i think there's something really powerful when a brand just goes you know what let's shake the table exactly. you know let's do something different and that really is my encouragement, what I implore brands to do, shake the table, 
give us a chance, truly. Like, I don't think that you will ever see a female woman photographer fail. I haven't actually seen, like, again, Black Milk. She is always on Twitter. I see her Instagram. I think she's doing something with Mr. Price right now. And I'm yes, just like, yeah. you see, yeah. exactly. You see the chance when you just give us and we will kill it. I think, you know, Canon also as well, they have like a TV show going on. Yeah. Final two, it's two ladies. Again, give us the chance and we will show you that we are just as capable of producing the things that you want us to do on the brief. So give us a chance, shake the table. And I think also it's just being a bit more active in finding us, right? Yeah. Like don't wait for the photographers to come to you. I get it. It's a two-way conversation. And I say this as a marketer, like it's nice, yes. you know, when a, a content creator will reach out to us and say we want to work. But it's also as equally great when a brand goes, hi, we've seen your work. Let's do something together. So brands, don't be afraid to find those photographers, whether you're finding them on Twitter, like your hashtag from 21 Day Challenge. Goodness me, the entries we got there. Brands, did you tap onto that? You know, find that hashtag. Go look for those female photographers and just reach out. Like I think let's stay away now from wanting to do things based on likes and how many followers you have. And let's look at impact. Let's look at the quality of work, which our women photographers deliver. By far. And I think it's not really a conversation of capability anymore. Mm. I think, you know, we've we've seen, as you said, yourself, Kalipa, mm. I mean, yourself, Black Milk. Yes. Um, there's, you know, Salizwa, there's yes. so many other, there's Goli, there's so many women photographers mm. that are actually doing amazing work and some that we don't even know at all. And I think the different perspective is so much needed. Mm. You know, we recently had a wedding in, in Cape Town uh, not so long ago and one of my one of my things was, and we need a woman photographer there because right. there is a different perspective to what I see, and so it really is important. Mm -hmm. This brings me to my next point: is what do you think it takes to be a top photographer in the industry right now? Yeah. So I know I said it don't matter about the ten thousand hours, but at least put in eight thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no man, like truly, truly, it it, it really does take you. First of all, making the conscious decision to be like, you want to be at the top and then act like you're at the top. What does a top photographer do? They will put in those hours. And again, it goes back to really assessing your edits, you know, exposure. Like, are you properly exposing things in camera, post-production? Go back to those basics. Like, I can't tell you enough how important it is to know your basics. Like, it needs to be coming out of your mouth while you're sleeping, you speaking, aperture priority, shutter speed, if so, like it must come, it must just breathe naturally, yeah. naturally. Again, that must be coupled with passion. I think to make it to the top, it just needs to be something that you actually believe in, that you're actually passionate about. Two, again, I think there's also something beautiful about sometimes stepping out of what you know. Again, just so that it pushes you, right? It's nice to be at the top, but you don't want to be at the top for the same thing over and over and over again. Like It's nice, again, we want brands to also shake the table. Shake the table up for yourself as well. So that's one thing. In terms of gear, know your gear. I think it's really important, again, to be technically knowledgeable about photography. It's boring us to know that at f.3.5, the light does this. But it, it's really important as well, again, yeah. just for your own knowledge and how that will impact your work with the camera. Because as much as there's this technical thing that you just press the button, takes a photo, it's actually you who's taking the photo, right? Actually, like, yeah. You put in the settings. You need to adjust according to the light. The work is all you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so to make it to the, exactly to make it to the top, understand the gear, but also understand that the knowledge that you have from again knowing those basics really is that relationship between you and the gear. So yeah, that's my advice to being at the top. 
and just always stay hungry, always be open to learning, right? Mm. I think we're seeing it now in photography. DSLRs are kind of fading away. We're moving to mirrorless. And so, yeah, to be at the top, I think also be mindful of those changes. Be mindful of what's happening in the industry. Um, And again, have fun. Please have fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely have fun. I mean, and 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 we're speaking just some of the equipments you mentioned now. What three equipments would you actually have in your bag yes. that are very important that you never leave at all if you're going to a gig? Yes. Gosh, my four thousand D, fifty millimeter. Although that might quickly be replaced with my eighty five. Okay. Why eighty five? Actually, because uh, yeah. gosh, it is a f one point. I want to say one. What is it? F point. I'm exposing myself now. <laughs> this is me like, do I know my technicals? There's an F1.4. Yes, it's pretty heavy glass. Okay. Why? I really just like the compression, especially with portraits. Like you don't just start the individual, but the compression between me, you and the background. So for anybody out there with my portraits, I love what I call a layered portrait. I love something in the front. Yeah. I love the focus to be on my model and something in the back. Okay. And I love what the 85 millimeter does in terms of creating like something beautiful and milky here, okay. something milky there, but we still focused on you. Yeah. So that's like my, you can steal the tip, like a layered portrait. <laughs> and my 85 does that, but 4000D, 50 mil, and believe it or not, my kit lens, purely for my flat lens, I shoot between 18 to about 25 millimeters. Okay. And so my kit lens just does it for me, but I would love to get a 24 to 70. <laughs> oh, what an amazing lens, right? But we like the 85 itself is mm. so sweet. Yes. Oh, I definitely get what you mean. Just the difference between when you have something here yes. and then the subject. Yes. Oh. It definitely does well. And I think in terms of the compression too, it works really well with longer lenses. So if you had 200, even better in terms of that compression, it, yeah, it looks even better. But yeah, um, Kalipa, I think we've had such an amazing conversation. Like, I feel like this could go on forever yes. and ever. <laughs> what upcoming projects or do you have any upcoming projects or yes. things that you'd like to share with us? I know that some may be private, but if anything <laughs> you'd like to share with us. So very excited for the upcoming Canon World Photography Day. Again, I'm there for my flat lays. Again, I can't wait to meet people, tell them about flat lays, see them take on flat lays as well and just have fun. So that's coming up. Uh, look out for something in September. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this sounds exciting. <laughs> look out for something in September. Um, and I think December really will be like, look out for me to be back here in Joburg. Will we do something again? Uh, I hope. I hope we actually have a part two of this yeah. interview. I think. Think. I think you might have got in your eighty-five, <laughs> and things might have. You might have even got in a different camera. Yeah. And in fact, I think it'd be great to even talk about just the yeah. world Canon World Photography Day. Just you know how what the findings from it. Absolutely. So, anything else you definitely want to mention uh, coming up? Any projects that you have coming up? I mean, watch this space. Well, watch this space. <laughs> September. September is definitely it. So, where, where can we actually get a hold of you? I mean. Social media wise, email wise, how can we get a hold of you in case we want to ask questions about marketing? In yes. case we want to be like, you said something about the eighty five, and I don't think um, you know. So can we get a hold of you on social media? What are your social media handles? Cool. So this camera, this camera. I'm now doing that. What's that guy uh, who does the spicy wings? This camera, this camera. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know hot wings? Ah, I need to know this guy. Ah, dude, you need to uh, after this, I'm watching this. You need to watch him. Okay. So where can you find me? So my email address is hello at my name, surname, kalipadrogo.com. Pop me an email, guys. Like, I'm really so open to emails. Whether you just want to ask a question, whether you have 500 questions, like, 
pop an email to me, I will definitely respond. In terms of social media, I have a YouTube channel, but I, yo, guys, I am not please, as consistent please. as Mr. Cyril. We need, yeah. we need, we need, we need the, we need the BTS of you doing this with your yes. camera. Yes. <laughs> that. Um, but I am floating about over there on YouTube again, name surname Kalipa Troko. Over on Instagram, it is Kalipa underscore Troko underscore, all small caps. And that really is a game. Pop me a DM. More than happy to answer questions, connect with people. Um, Twitter, hey guys, my Twitter, it's just such endless circles of conversations with myself. But you are welcome to still <laughs> I follow you on Twitter, yeah. so definitely. <laughs> but again, name, surname, Kalipa underscore Ndogo is me on Twitter. Marketing questions, get in touch with me on LinkedIn, so name, surname, happy to connect, happy for us to conversate. And our website is kalipa.com because we are global Ooh. Kaliba thank you so so much for coming to B-Roll Conversations like this is truly truly is an honor and I really say this from the bottom of my heart um, you like <laughs> you probably have no idea what it means but it really means a lot because you know you took your time to come to B-Roll Conversations and really talk to us and for me to even get to know you better this is the first time I meet you ever yeah. and it's so funny how I always meet people in my podcast yeah. so it really is great to meet you for the first time and interact with you for, for the first time. I mean, we've all been interacting via social media, yeah. but you took your time to come here. So we really appreciate it. Even those ones that are watching and don't want to say it, but we really are appreciative of you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for watching B-Roll Conversations. My name is Cyril Zuma and I have been chatting to Kalipa Ntlogo. What an amazing creator, marketer and videographer. An amazing flat lay photographer at that one again. So make sure that you guys listen out on the podcast. And if you're watching this from YouTube, just click the subscribe button, man. Press the subscribe button and press the bell notification icon so you can receive notifications every time I drop a bomb as video, just like this one. Thank you guys so much for watching B-Roll Conversations. Peace. <laughs>